Welcome to Acknowledge Your Awesomeness. My name is Mindy Menzies Uribe, a former nurse and mortgage underwriter turned woo-woo spiritual intuitive life and entrepreneurial strategist. Each week you'll hear mind-blowing tips and tricks as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective entrepreneur. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical life and entrepreneurial strategy. Hello, unicorn kitten. Welcome to Acknowledge Your Awesomeness. I'm Goddess Mindy, and I am pleased to be here with you today as we move our way into part five of Secrets to Unlocking Your Brand's Awesomeness. All right, today we are talking about no and what that can do in our business, that terrible word that everybody seems to not like no what do you do if people are saying no to your offer that's a big one right like we want people to say yes and we it pains us right it hurts us deeply when things we're trying to sell don't sell especially when we've put our heart and soul into it and we feel like what we have to offer the world is something that it really needs and then we put it out there and it falls flat right or we get very few sales this leaves us really feeling like we're just lacking right but it's really it's not us it's not even what necessarily what we're offering So let me give you a few things to think about if you are constantly hearing no, or at least feel like your offer is not taking off the way that it should be. First off, are you looking at your sales copy? What does your sales copy look like? Is it provoking emotion? Is it provoking curiosity? Because always remember, people say yes out of emotion and they justify that action with logic. They do not take action out of logic, okay? They take action out of emotion. So you need to have your offers being emotion-filled. It needs to be tugging at heartstrings. It needs to be hitting them where it hurts, so to speak, so that they can understand why what it is you're bringing to them will make all the difference to them, even though they've been other places and tried other things most likely, okay? The other thing to look at if people are saying no, after you've looked over your copy, um, and if people are still saying no, you need to look at what value you're giving, okay? Because a lot of times what happens is people don't feel like what you're offering matches the value that they feel like they're going to be receiving. So look at your offer stack and take take a look at it and see what you can add to your offer. Okay, what can you put in that can bring up that value or that perceived value on the on the side of your client? What when they look at your offer stack, okay, um, they should be looking at it and, and it should really be blowing them away. They should be like, "Wow, I'm going to get all that for that." Your offer stack needs to be, um, depending on price, your offer stack needs to be bigger. The smaller the price, the smaller the offer stack. The larger the price, the larger the offer stack. You need to really give the value. You need to be really showing that value right up front to get those yeses right out the gate. Okay, and Russell, according to Russell Brunson, which is uh, my, uh, uh, excuse me, according to Russell Brunson, um, he says, always make sure that you are 10 times 
your value is 10 times what you're selling your product for. So if you are selling your product for $97, you need to be giving value of $997. Does that make sense? Okay, so you're, you're following me here. So if you have a $97 product, you need to show in your offer stack how you are giving them $997 worth of um, greatness, okay? They need to see $997 worth of value. So you break it down in your little offer stack and you show them how they're getting $997 worth of value in order to get them to buy a $97 product, okay? And so this is how we, we get people to overcome objections, right? And again, we're, we're leading with emotion. We're leading with that, that I understand you kind of feeling because, right, we're speaking normally, like I said, a lot of times when we bring products and services forth into the world, it's because it's something we needed. And so it's something we used for ourselves. And now we know how great it is. We put our own spin on it. We make it our own and we put it out into the world, right? So you get that, right? That's what a lot of us do. So your copy needs to reflect that emotion, that 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 journey you've taken to where you've gotten that so that they know that you understand the pain that they're in, that you're going to help solve for them, whatever that pain may be. Okay, so you need to have that value there. These are two things you need to really be looking at if they if you have customers and clients that are saying no and you feel like you're not getting the sales you should be getting okay so take a look at your copy and um, take a look at your values offer stack and what you're adding or what you're giving to them value wise okay now that makes sense right you can I mean think about the last few things that you've bought that you really had to think about buying right what led you to buy them most likely it was some sort of emotion that caused you to turn that corner and go ahead and buy whether it was a feeling of you needed an answer whether it was a feeling of it was going to fill a hole within you help you feel better about yourself help you feel more self-confident whatever the case might be it was most likely emotion driven also go back and look at whatever you just bought and look at the sales copy what did the sales copy have in it that provoked you to decide that that was for you okay start looking at things like that so that you can use them when you in turn sell to others makes sense right because something's making something is making you want to buy certain products right that may or may not cost a lot of money but nonetheless especially products that cost us a lot, right? What do we do? We stop and we think about things, but we're usually led by the emotional level to actually make the purchase. Okay, so that makes total sense, right? All right, moving forward. Now, what if it was your turn, you, the seller, the entrepreneur, what if it's your turn to say no? Oh, whoa, wait a minute, did I just freak you out a little? Did I make you stop and pause and go, what? What if it's your turn to say no to a client? What if it's your turn to say, I won't do that? What if it's your turn to say that there's no amount of money in the world that's going to make me do fill in the blank? Have you practiced saying no? So what do you have that would cause you to say no? Are there certain clients? Are there certain types of clients you don't want to work with? that would cause you to say no? Um, what program or services have you provided in the past that you're like, oh, 
never again. Never going to do that again. And so you know that you need to be able to say no the next time somebody asks you. In fact, it's okay to say no. And in fact, you really should. Like this should be part of your vocabulary, my love. This should be something you become extremely comfortable in saying. Because just like people need to be comfortable in telling you no, that you're not the fit for them, you need to be comfortable enough to say, no, you're not the fit for me. Or no, that's not what I what my service is about. I don't provide that. Okay? And it's okay to learn to say no. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we, we start out struggling. And so we want to really just jump at anything that will put money in our pockets. And a lot of times that causes us to jump forth with enthusiasm, of course, and with motivation and with love and integrity and everything else in our hearts. But what happens when we take that money and it's a horrible experience, right? I, I think we've probably all done it. If you have not encountered this, I really hope that you learn to say no before you do. But I know for myself personally, I have done this many times. I don't do this anymore. At least I try not to. Um, I do tend to have sort of a, a, a open heart at times and give a little too much. But um, I, when I mean saying no, I'm talking about things that make us uncomfortable. People that we know we really shouldn't be working with. We are not the fit for them. Their personalities clash with ours. It's okay to say that person is not a fit for us. It does not make you an ugly human being. You are not judging. You're using your intuitiveness to know who is going to be the right fit so that you can service them correctly and properly so that they feel well loved and taken care of. If you take anyone that walks through the doors, whether they're a good fit or not, whether they're looking for the, the actual service you're selling or not, what happens? Everyone's upset in the end. You have a client that won't get off of you because first off, they're not getting what they thought they would signed up for, right? Second of all, you didn't mesh up and you took it on anyway. And this just, just try to avoid all of this altogether. Use that intuitive side and learn to say no. Learn to be okay with saying no and realizing that it's actually for your higher good at times to say no. We are not here to service everyone. There are billions of people on the earth and we are not here to service each and every one of them. That's why there's so many in each one of our fields, right? That's why there's so many rapid transformational therapists. That's why there's so many um, meditation consultants. That's why there's so many, you know, fill, whatever it may be. There are so many of us, but there's a reason for that. And that's because our soul calls out to others. It sort of has like this beacon, Right, And at times that beacon draws in others that don't necessarily mesh up. We might mesh a bit, but a lot of times what I've found when I, I like to think that when somebody is drawn to me by mistake, I say by mistake, in other words, they're not meant to work with me. It doesn't mean we're not meant to be friends or know each other, just if we're not meant to work together. I usually try to find a way to help that person out. And what I mean by that is I will try to refer them to somebody. If I know anyone that they're for the you know what they're looking for whatever they need service wise I will do my very absolute best to at least help give them some information and help move them forward to someone that will be able to help them or at least help them find the right direction to be heading in for what they need okay and that's how I've become okay with saying no 
because I don't just simply say no. I try to be of service, even if it's just momentary to that per per person, excuse me, and helping them move forward. Because I do believe there's a reason that people are drawn to us, even if we're not meant to work with them. Sometimes we just are simply meant to be a quick answer giver and it doesn't chart. We don't charge them for that. We don't take for that. We are just here, right? And isn't that a beautiful thing to think about? If we all did that, if we all helped refer to each other, if we all helped move the person that we know we're not meant to work with to the person that they are meant to work with and somebody did the same for someone that was meant to work with you, imagine how beautiful entrepreneurship could be if it worked like if we all did that same exact thing, learned how to say no in the most beautiful, respectful way by moving them to someone else that we think might be a better fit. What a beautiful thing we could do for the world by all of us doing that together. So I ask you from the bottom of my heart, if you're not doing this already, consider making this a part of your entrepreneurship. You don't need to tell others you're going to be doing it. You don't need to necessarily make a thing out of it. Just do it. Just let it be and help your, you know, I'm sure that if you were an entrepreneur much like I am, you know 50 other entrepreneurs at least, right? We are, so I know most likely you have someone you can be referring to, just like I have plenty of people that I can refer to, right? So I encourage you, and I really ask you again from the bottom of my heart to do that if you can. All right. Um, so, like I said, you practice saying no. We all practice saying yes. I don't know about you, but I have practiced in the mirror having that excitement and talking to that client and have, overcoming those objections. And it always sorts of works out in my favor, right? When I'm talking in the mirror, I'm always like on top of it. I got my word game down. They're loving me. It's just me in my mirror and I am rocking it. But then comes the no and like when I need to say no, right? And I haven't practiced. So that's what I mean by learning how to say no really does take some practice, especially when you're a woo-woo-preneur because you have all that love and you're driven by your path to be of service to others and to say no feels wrong on a level, right? And that's why I said, that's why I learned how to turn that no, not necessarily into a no, just a no, not for me, but let me help guide you somewhere that might be able to help you. Okay, so also be practicing. What are your no's? What are your reasons for saying no? Where is your line in the sand, so to speak, with your clients? Is it chatting after hours, going over time in sessions? Is it no call, no shows? Is it failure to make payments? Where, what is it in your world that would cause you to say no? It's really important to be thinking about this. Where is your line? Where is it that it's too much for you? Is it the person that always, that needs to talk 24 seven, seven days a week? Like that's not where you're at. That's okay to say that, right? So know where your no's are at, all right? Now, one way to really find where your no's are at, to really dig in deep, kick your heels into that sand and put down some true knownness and finding it for you. I want you to do, all it takes is a quick visualization. You have all the money in the world. You are now as rich as you want to be, whatever that means to you. I want you to picture yourself, okay? You've got everything you need, cars, homes, 
vacations, you've got it all, okay? Everything is taken care of. Retirement's taken care of. You've got more than enough money in the bank for anything and everything that may come your way. Your family's taken care of. Money is no longer an object, okay? You have more than you could ever need to be, um, to, um, so now all you do is work for fun and to be of service to others, okay? So if that was your case, you've got all the money in the world, you're only doing this out of the greatness of your heart because you. this is your path, this is your purpose, and so this is your service, this is what you do. If that was your life right now, what would you say no to? And I know there's something, I know there's something that you're doing right now that just popped in your head that you're doing or at least trying to do to make money that you went, that quickly went through your head and you said, oh, I wouldn't do that anymore. Why are you doing it now? That's your question. If there's a no that just popped up doing that really fast and quick visualization, if there is a no that popped up and you are currently doing it, why? Is it just to get money through the door? Something to think about. I understand we all have bills to pay. I'm not trying to act like that is not the case, that we haven't all had to hustle and do, um, you know, provide things that we didn't want to provide, work jobs we haven't wanted to work and things like that. But I'm asking you to look at it a little bit differently right here, right now. As an entrepreneur, please hear me. I love you. I say this from love. As an entrepreneur, if you are working and you do not absolutely adore what you are doing, if you wake up and you cannot stand to do what you're doing, go get a 40-hour week job. Forget it. Because this, this, like, there's no reason to be doing this. There's no reason to be putting yourself through all of this. Entrepreneurship, should it be work? Absolutely. There is work. I'm not talking about the hardness of work. I'm talking about if it's not filling your soul, if you are not breathing to get up and do it every day, if you just did this quick visualization and you can hear yourself in a year, five years, whenever you have enough money that you're going to stop doing whatever it is you're doing now that caused you to say no right now, consider getting rid of it right now. Stop and think, what can you do right now to replace whatever that thing is that's bringing in money that you hate doing? What can you do right now to shift that? Because I am here to tell you, um, each and every time you continue to do that job, you are harnessing that energy of dislike and you're saying to yourself, it's okay, and you're manifesting more of it, okay? Don't manifest what you don't actually want, okay? And especially in entrepreneurship, especially in entrepreneurship, take a look at what you can drop right now that makes you say no, makes you feel icky, makes you feel like you don't want to get up and go to work, makes you feel like you don't even want to deal with your business today, if you have any of that, it's time to seriously stop and look at saying no. No more. I'm not doing that anymore. It does not bring me any pleasure because we all do better when we sell from pleasure. We all do better when we sell from heart because people can feel us when we sell something we're happy and excited about. That's half of selling emotion. When you're excited, when you are positive, when you know that your product or service is going to make all the difference in the world and change someone's life, they know it too. And that will propel them to buy. 
don't sell things that don't bring you harmony, joy, and peace. I get it if, if you're in a spot right now. Start finding your way out of it. What can you bring forth that brings back that joy, that peace, that path, that loveliness, the whole reason why you got into business for yourself in the first place? Okay? So that's it for today. That's it for part five. That's actually it. Or excuse me, part, was it five or six? I don't know. I got lost. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know if I'm on part five or part six, but either way, we are done. Um, this is the done. I'm done for this particular um, workshop. Um, secrets to unlocking your brand's awesomeness. Please take the time. Go back through these. Listen to them when you have time. Enact what you can when you can. And harness the power of your awesomeness. I believe in you. I acknowledge your awesomeness all day long, day in and day out. I know you've got it. Remember, you are seen, you are heard, you are known. I love you. Be safe, be well, and until next time, namaste. Thank you for joining me again today on Acknowledge Your Awesomeness. Don't forget to connect with me at MD on Instagram and Clubhouse. Until next time, sweet unicorn. I acknowledge your awesomeness. Namaste.